Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk about can you tap LeBron James? It's always LeBron James. He is the pinnacle of an athlete to most people. I get it. LeBron is a freak of nature. He is amazing at basketball. He was good at football in high school. A lot of people think he could be in the NFL right now. But when guys ask you, especially people that have never trained, it's always like, so I get it. You can tap some people, but there's no way. Like, right, you cannot tap LeBron James. LeBron James would still take you. And if you've ever had that conversation, you know how frustrating it can be to try and argue against that person. I love having a big school. We are constantly signing up new members. And man, it just, it means we're exposing new people to this beautiful art all of the time. I love that. I also love some of the interactions I have with new people. There's definitely some funny stories and funny questions that get asked because they just do not understand how deep martial arts go. They don't understand the levels to the game. I really feel like a lot of times new guys are more impressed with blue and purple belts than they are brown and black belts. Because blue and purple belts, especially blue belts, will really go at them. They'll get to really work their offense, so they'll try and get as many taps as they can in that round. Where a brown and black belt a lot of times will allow them to work. They'll you know be focused on working something specific, and they might not tap them. Or if they do, maybe it's only once or twice compared to where they're getting just mauled by, a, especially like a fresh blue belt, just mauling them. And they get the wrong perception of the skill level and the differences between especially like a blue and a black belt, like how big a skill gap that actually is. Well, last night I was rolling with a guy that has been training maybe a month. He's probably been to 10 classes. And it was a six-minute round. Beginner class is huge, so the mats are absolutely packed. So the first couple of rounds, I really try and roll super light because the last thing in the world I want to do is get in some war where I'm bumping into people or people are running into me. I, I like to really stay super aware during those first couple of rounds. Then some of the more beginner guys start to head out, and the mat space opens up, and then you can kind of get into some harder training. But you definitely can't do takedowns, and you definitely, again, don't want to end up in some crazy war. Well, I was rolling with this gentleman, and I think it was our first time rolling. Like I said, he's only been to a few classes, and I didn't tap him. I was working on a sweep, and so I'd hit him with this sweep. I'd move around on top, then I would allow him to sweep me back, and we were kind of doing this nice little flow. Well, at the end of the round, he asked me, he goes, hey, you're a black belt, right? And I could kind of tell there was an undertone of maybe some skepticism. I don't know if he, if he was kind of questioning my skill level because I didn't tap him. And, and I understand that, especially because, again, a lot of his training partners, the guys he's been training with, have just been mauling him. And here he is going with this guy that he's having some success against. And so that was probably pretty weird for him. And so he was like, I, I don't get it. Like, you're a black belt, right? And I was like, yes, I am. I, I promise I am a legit black belt. And then he goes, okay, well, I want to ask you a question, something I've been thinking about, and I don't want you to get offended. So don't take this as being disrespectful. And so immediately I'm thinking, oh no, what is this question? And he wanted to know, he goes, I want to know, do you feel confident that like you can beat a guy that's never trained, but they're like really big and strong. They're really athletic, like LeBron James. Like, do you really think you could, 
you could take LeBron James? You think you could tap him? You think you could take him down? And I just looked at him and I was like, okay, do you want me to be honest or you don't want me to give him like a political answer? Like, what do you, what do you want to know? And he was like, I want to know how you really feel. And I was like, yes, I really think that I could tap LeBron James a bunch of times. Like if me and LeBron James did a training session where he had never trained before. So if LeBron's never trained in his life, he comes to the gym, gets on the mats. I am abusing him. I am tapping him with a bunch of different movements, especially if I'm allowed to do whatever submission I want. Now, if you told LeBron, hey, don't let this guy triangle choke you. All he's going to do is triangle choke you. It would be very difficult. But if you're allowing me to do lower body submissions mixed with upper body submissions, I'm allowed to do anything. Yeah, I'm running through LeBron James. And I could tell, again, he was incredulous. It was funny. He rolled actually with Brandon the next round, and he asked Brandon that same question. Like, hey, like, do you think you could tap out a big, strong guy like LeBron James? And... This is a frustrating conversation because, again, no matter how much you argue that you could take somebody, right? So we've all been there where your buddies, you're super excited about jujitsu and you're talking about it. And then somebody inevitably asks, they start looking around the restaurant, they start looking around the group of people and they go, hey, you see that 6'4 guy over there? You really think you could tap him? There's no way you could tap that guy. That guy's huge. He's way bigger than you. And then you're starting to get frustrated. You're starting to argue the, you know, why you could because jujitsu is amazing and jujitsu is the superpower, but they just don't understand. Because in their mind, guys like LeBron James, and obviously, again, LeBron is the pinnacle of what most people think, um, you know, what an athlete is. He's the pinnacle of an athlete. But most people are so used to the people that they thought were the scariest guys in high schools and the guys you didn't want to pick a fight with were the athletes, whoever the captain of the football team was. If there was a guy like LeBron James, everyone would have said, like, if they had, you had taken a high school you know, hey, who's the scariest guy in high school? It's LeBron James. Nobody wants to fight LeBron James. And a lot of that is due to because they're constantly winning the athletic games, right? You're used to losing pickup games to them. You're used to losing, you know, 40-yard dashes. And so you just assume, okay, we do another sport. They're, they're going to beat me at that as well. And that doesn't quite work like that. Now, obviously, athleticism, athleticism plays in a huge role in mixed martial arts and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But what we know, right, anybody that's trained is you know that that is not the full story and that technique trumps athleticism every single day of the week. We've seen so many examples and any of you that have trained for a long time, you know, right, guys come in, he's like, hey, I played football at this college or I played D1 basketball and you do the same thing to him as you do every other white belt. Now, yeah, he's got a couple of explosive movements that other guys may not have, but once he wears down, once you get him and start to drag him to deep waters, you choke him like you choke everybody else. But you can't tell that to somebody that isn't initiated, that does not have martial arts experience. In their minds, there is no argument that you can present that will make them see that you could tap out LeBron James or you could tap out Floyd Mayweather. That was probably the last one that I got into where I was getting a little heated. So this was years ago, probably five or six years ago at a family reunion. 
and Floyd Mayweather was brought up. My uh, Some of my cousins are really big boxing fans. And this is before, I know now that many of them are into the MMA and the UFC, and so they kind of understand better. But at that time, this might even have been like seven years ago. I think I, I maybe was a, I was a purple belt for sure. But I'm telling them, look, I'm a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. In their mind, that means that I've done a year of karate. And they were like, so there's no way that you could tap out Floyd Mayweather, right? And I was like, no, 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 I would tap out Floyd Mayweather every, like 100%, right? Like there's zero doubt in my mind I would tap out Floyd Mayweather. But again, they just were like, there's no way. There's no way that you could do anything in any combat sense to a guy like Floyd Mayweather. And I just, again, remember getting really frustrated arguing about how awesome jiu-jitsu was and why jiu-jitsu could easily, you know, take Floyd Mayweather down. But again, it's just all arguments. And that's, I really want to say there's two ways that I'm responding to this question now. Because the last thing in the world I want to get into is some argument or where I sound like the drunk guy at the bar. Because to me... You sound like it. So if you're arguing with your friends why you could tap out that 6'4 guy over there, why you could tap out LeBron James, you sound like that drunk guy at the bar that's watching the UFC fight that's going, come on, just stand up. Come on, I would do this. I would beat up LeBron James. Trust me, I would beat up LeBron James. Like, you're doing the exact same thing. And when I realized that, I kind of went, ugh, like when I'm broasting about how I could tap out Floyd Mayweather and LeBron James and having to try and convince people, I sound like that drunk guy at the bar. I sound like an idiot, and I need to stop doing that. Unless I can get LeBron James on the mat where I can prove it, right? Because maybe I can't. There is always that maybe. I've never met a guy that's never trained before that I couldn't tap. I mean, since I was a blue belt, I can't remember. Like, there was never a time where I rolled with a guy that I'd never trained before that I couldn't tap at least one time. I mean, but anyways, unless I can get LeBron James or that 6'4 guy out there and you are there, I get video evidence, you are not going to believe me, right? So even this gentleman, right, like he's done 10 classes. He doesn't understand the depth. He's not initiated into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu yet. He has just started his journey. And any argument I give to him isn't going to suffice, right? Like, it's not going to be enough. And I don't want to, like, he has to come to this complete conclusion on his own, or I need to go out and, and prove to him that I can do this, right? So, again, unless I set this match up with LeBron James, he has to understand the depth of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and either he goes down the rabbit hole and he becomes initiated, right, and he understands how deep, like what the difference is between a blue belt and a white belt, and especially between a black belt and anybody that has never trained. Unless he figures that out for himself, it's always going to be something that his mind cannot wrap around because society has told him, and again, most of us believe before we ever train, if you never trained before, most of us believe that. Now, like if it came down to who got that last stake, I mean, LeBron's getting it every single day of the week, regardless of you know what the other person knows. Like he's LeBron James. He's one of the best athletes in the world, and athletes win fights. Athletes win sporting events. Now, the other argument that I love to use, and I might have talked about this before on the podcast, but this one is my favorite. When people either A, come in and they just cannot believe, right? Like how, like, dude, I'm a tough guy. I'm six foot. I'm 220 pounds. I benched 315. You just tapped me eight times. I don't get it. 
right? Or the same person, right? Uh, or I should say a different person never trained before and you're at the bar, or you're at like a family reunion or whatever, and they're starting to go. So you think you could tap me out or tap that guy out? I always talk about professions. What is your profession? Especially if they're a skilled worker. They're an electrician, they're a plumber, they work on cars, they're an engineer that you know works for NASA. You'll ask, or I'll ask them, I'll say, so I've never done your job before. I have zero experience. I've never taken any engineering courses. You work on, you know, you you work on helicopters and like do all this technical stuff with helicopters. Do you think I could come into your job right now, zero experience, zero prep, and I could do a better job than you? I could outperform you. And they look at me like I'm crazy and they go, no, of course not. You would be useless. And I say, well, that's the exact same thing that you're asking me. I have been spending the last decade trying to master Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the art of strangling and maiming other human beings. I am focused on making other people quit. Like that is my job and passion <laughs> is finding the best and most efficient ways to do that and to teach that. So you're telling me that a guy that's never done that before could come into my profession and do it better than me or at least to the same level of me where I couldn't perform my movements on them. So either you're saying that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is fraud, it's fake, right? It does not work, which again, the UFC has shown that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is amazing and it works and it is one of the arts that if you want to learn to defend yourself and fight, like you got to know. So that proof is already there. But what you're saying is, is that, again, somebody could come into my job, do it better than me or do it to the same level. Well, then why can't somebody do that to your job? And they always just go, ah, I can see the light bulb flicker in their mind that like, okay, if I believe this about his job, then that means it's also true about mine. But there's no way in hell that's true about mine. So it can't be true about his. And so that explanation right there has stopped many, many, many long conversations and many, uh, you know, wasted minutes and even hours of me trying to explain to them why I could beat up this guy, right? And I was using this example um, actually earlier today. I was talking about, um, I was actually talking to Lindsay, Brandon's wife, and I was telling her about this from last night, and I was explaining to her this, and she's a math teacher. She was a math teacher. She did it for almost 15 years. I think it was 15 years, and if you know Lindsay, she is amazing. Whatever she puts her mind to, she works really hard at, and she really tried her best to be the best math teacher she could be, and same thing, right? So like if LeBron James is the pinnacle of being an athlete, well, some people would say like Steve Jobs, right? If you just go, hey, who's a super, super smart guy? Who's a genius? Well, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is incredible. He created Apple. He did all these innovations. Okay. Well, do you think Steve Jobs, if we gave him, you and him, a random topic in geometry or pre-algebra, he has zero prep, He's never taught a math class in his life. Do you think, because he is a genius, do you think he could go in there and teach a better class than you? And she's like, oh, of course not. Of course not. And it's the same thing. So that's how I want to tell you guys, like that's the best way. Now, unless you just like trolling and you like the fun of the argument and you want to get deep into it. 
be my guest, right? But it is a pointless conversation, in my opinion. It is a frustrating conversation to have, and it just doesn't accomplish anything. It turns into this just, eh, it just turns into something that isn't pleasant, at least for me. So again, I avoid having that conversation with those two things right there, right? It's just like, look, unless I face LeBron James right now, you're not going to believe me, so I'm not going to put the time in to try and convince you that I can tap him out. <laughs> or, hey, LeBron James, right? He's a famous basketball player, one of the best ever. Do you think somebody that has never played a game of basketball in their life could go and beat LeBron James? Well, of course not. Do you think Usain Bolt, who is also one of the greatest athletes of all time, Michael Phelps, same thing. Do you think they could, without ever playing basketball, go in and score a point on LeBron James? Of course not. It's the same argument, right? So use those two strategies. Now, I was talking to somebody else last night, and this is another interesting point. And I've also maybe talked about this in a previous podcast, but trying to convince your friends to come to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is also very difficult. All the time. I've seen it for years. I am the guy everybody comes to when it comes like, hey, I've got a friend I want to bring. Well, they need to come see me. They need to come talk to me. They got to sign a waiver. I'll tell them the prices. I'll sign them up. I want them here. But almost nobody comes. They'll, you'll tell all your coworkers. You'll tell your best friends. You'll tell your sister. You'll tell your brother. You'll tell everybody how amazing this is, what it's doing for your life. And almost nobody comes. I really feel like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is an art that a person has to discover on their own. They have to want this. They have to, they have to have a desire to start to learn, to start to train. If they do not have that, then they never will come or they'll never stick with it. So you have to let people come to this on their own. You can talk about it and mention it, but I think the more that you ask them, it actually kind of pushes people away. Really, I think just kind of implanting in them, like, oh yeah, like I lost some weight with the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's really fun. Or yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is like an activity that I really enjoy doing. Kind of get it in their head that it's something that you do. But again, I think inviting them constantly, like if they are not ready to start training, then they're not going to start. Regardless of how much you think it'll benefit their lives and how well they'll like it because they used to play this sport or they really like puzzles and you see that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is like a puzzle, doesn't matter. You have to let people come to this art on their own. And those are the ones that really stick and stay with it. Who number uh, Who's number one is tonight? I could not be more excited. Now, I made some predictions yesterday on Around the Mat. If you guys haven't checked out the Around the, uh, the Around the Mat, it's a new show. It's on Brandon's channel. It's on his YouTube channel. It is so much fun. I have a blast. I'm, I'm the two-time defending champion. So I ended up winning yesterday as well. So we had me, Brandon, and we had two other gentlemen. We had Stephen Aiken, who is a monster black belt out of 10th Planet Perry, and then our good buddy Jamie Houston. We all debated and talked about different topics. I ended up winning again. Yeah, I know. The two-time champion. No big deal. But I made some predictions on the who's number one, and I didn't realize how big of a size difference there was between Ty Rutolo and Craig Jones. I'm picking Ty to make a... I picked Ty yesterday to make a huge upset against Craig. But Craig outweighs him by 30 pounds. So Craig weighed in today at 207 and Ty weighed 177. 
that changes everything in my mind. Craig's been on fire. He's been on a roll, but I just love everything about the Rotolos. I love their game. I really think they have a perfect style to beat the DDS guys, but 30 pounds might be too much to overcome. If Ty beats Craig Jones, it will be a monumental victory. And I think one that, you know, especially if Ty goes at him and passes his guard and gets on his back and finishes him, it'll be a match that should be studied and watched for the next decade plus. So I want to say that as much as I want Ty to win, I just don't think he can overcome that 30-pound difference. And I think Craig's going to find a way to get the submission. Until next time, guys, you guys know how I feel about you. Peace.